Senate elections, global LGBT plus rights battles in 2021, and Lithuania's only openly gay MP. Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast from Openly, the LGBT plus news website from the Thomson Reuters Foundation. I'm Rachel Savage, LGBT plus correspondent of the Foundation and deputy editor of Openly, which you can find at openlynews.com. This week we're looking at the United States, where Democrats won both seats in Senate runoff elections in Georgia, and what that means for President-elect Joe Biden's LGBT plus agenda. We're also looking at the LGBT plus rights issues that could be voted on in parliaments around the world in 2021, from marriage equality to conversion therapy. And an interview with Thomas Rescovicius, who became Lithuania's only openly LGBT plus lawmaker when he was sworn in in November. Stay with us for the top LGBT plus news now. You are listening to the podcast from Openly, the LGBT plus news site from the Thomson Reuters Foundation. Two Democrats won Senate runoff elections on Wednesday in the southern US state of Georgia, handing control of the chamber and of Congress as a whole to the party of President-elect Joe Biden. But the results were overshadowed when a mob of supporters of outgoing President Donald Trump overran the US Capitol building yesterday while lawmakers were meeting to certify the results of November's presidential election. Nonetheless, Democrat control of Congress means Biden can more easily get his agenda passed, including the Equality Act, a landmark piece of civil rights legislation that would outlaw discrimination against LGBT plus people across the United States. To make sense of what this could mean for LGBT plus rights in the United States, I'm joined now by Matt Levitas, the Thomson Reuters Foundation's New York correspondent. Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year. So headlines have been dominated by yesterday's scenes in Washington. But when it comes to LGBT plus issues, we're going to focus on the results in Georgia. So could you explain first why were there elections this week and who was involved? So back in November, none of the six Senate candidates who ran won 50% of the vote. Now, if that happens in the state of Georgia, a second election must be held by the top two scoring candidates from each race. So that happened two times. So there are two races uh, for this special election this week, January 5th. Uh, So as a result, the top two scoring candidates from each race, uh, media mogul John Ossoff, uh, Pastor Raphael Warnock, um, and the Republican incumbents Kelly Loeffner and David Perdue faced off uh, this earlier this week. So the Democrats, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff won. What do their victories mean for LGBT plus rights on a federal level? So this is huge for LGBT rights. Uh, I want to start by saying, though, um, that in the Senate, just because the Democrats have won the majority with this pair of races does not mean that they will be able to just pass legislation left and right with that new held majority. They'll still need a few of their Republican colleagues to jump on board with um, the laws that they propose in order to get a supermajority of 60 out of the 100 votes. Um, however, this pair of wins will dem- uh, will guarantee Democratic control of Congress and the presidency, uh, which has not been seen since the early days of the Obama administration. And with that in mind, 
um, Democrats are closer than ever uh, and in a better position than ever to advance pro-LGBT policies like the Equality Act, which you mentioned, um, and a whole host of other uh, policies that advocates are pushing for. So firstly, just to pin that down, do you think that it's likely that the Democrats will persuade 10 Republican lawmakers to join them in voting for something like the Equality Act? There were a handful of Republican senators and Republican Congress uh, congressmen and women who were seemed that they were trying to compromise on passing things like the Equality Act. There are several moderate Republican senators um, like uh, Senator Mitt Romney, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, uh, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, um, but but it will still be a steep battle. So as I said, Congress is in a better position than ever to passing this act and passing other pro-LGBT plus uh, policies, but it still will be... Um, quite a battle ahead. And what other pro-LGBT plus policies are advocates going to be campaigning for Congress to pass? Uh, So the advocates that I've been speaking with in in the past several weeks have been pushing for a federal ban on conversion therapy. There are state laws um, that ban the practice, uh, but there's no no federal law uh, banning it you know, throughout the entire country. Um, another another thing that I think advocates are going to be looking for um, is pushing for trans rights. A lot of, at the state level, there have been a lot of battles against, uh, for instance, trans girls participating in girls' sports leagues at schools. So things of that nature um, at the forefront of, um, you know, this trans rights debate in the United States, I think you're going to see advocates trying to push for federal protections um, so that they don't have to have these state battles that are go- that have been going on for the past year or two. But on the flip side of that, do you think there's likely to be any major pushbacks against LGBT plus rights policies at the state level or perhaps in the courts where there are now more conservative judges than four years ago, thanks to appointments by outgoing Republican President Trump? Um, for one, conversion therapy bans, so that's banning efforts to try and change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, A ban on those practices for minors was overturned by a federal court, um, two bans actually in South Florida, on the grounds of free speech, which is protected in the American Constitution. So I'm wondering if we're going to see more of this. Right. So... So as you noted, um, there there have been a lot more, far more conservative judges uh, appointed to the bench in the last four years, um, thanks to uh, President Donald Trump, um, and and this was sort of something that I that I've been speaking with the advocates and experts that I've been talking to were emphasizing how important it was for the Democrats to control Congress and the presidency because. We do have a more conservative Supreme Court, whereas in the past the Supreme Court has been um, sort of advancing LGBT rights in the United States over the past at least decade. Now we have a more conservative bench, so LGBT advocates are saying that they can't rely on these judges um, and and perhaps state lawmakers um, in red states, um, so that they'll need they'll need federal legislation to counter these efforts. Um, that I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that there will be an uptick just because uh, just because we have a Democratic-controlled Congress. But these efforts are uh, 
um, they're persistent and they've they've been ongoing for a while. And I don't see them stopping because of the new Democratic held Congress, but I also don't see them accelerating either. Lots of things to keep an eye on then in the coming year and coming years. Um, Matt, huge thanks for talking us through things as always. And you can read more of Matt's reporting on US politics and LGBT plus rights on Openly Now at openlynews.com. Gabon and Bhutan decriminalised consensual same-sex relations, leaving 67 countries that explicitly criminalise gay sex. Meanwhile, Montenegro legalised same-sex civil partnerships, and Switzerland voted in December to make same-sex marriage legal, although a referendum is expected there this year. More jurisdictions also banned conversion therapy, discredited practices that aim to change or suppress someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. On the flip side to those trends was Hungary, which banned trans people from legally changing gender and changed its constitution to effectively outlaw same-sex adoption. So what can we expect the major legislative trends to be when it comes to LGBT plus rights globally in 2021? To discuss this, I'm joined by Lucas Ramon Mendos, who tracks these issues for Ilga World, an LGBT plus advocacy group. Lucas, thank you for joining me. Firstly, do you expect more countries to decriminalise gay and lesbian sex in 2021? And if so, where? So, yes, the last decades have shown a clear trend towards decriminalisation. So we expect to see more countries repealing laws that punish consensual same-sex sexual acts. And this is not a, a mere hope, you know, though there's civil society organisations that are actively engaging in advocacy work in several countries, both before the courts and before legislatures. Um, in 2019, for instance, uh, litigation was initiated in several countries in the Caribbean, including Dominica, Barbados, St. Kitts and Nevis, Antigua and Barbuda, um, Grenada and St. Lucia. Um, so it, it's hard to say for certain how soon we'll see decisions being handed down, uh, because sometimes it takes longer that, than expected. And we also see uh, litigation uh, going on in the African island nation of Mauritius. So we're hopeful that we may get updates from that country as well. And uh, international litigation going on at the inter-American level uh, regarding laws enforced in Jamaica. In Singapore, we also expect more lawsuits uh, after a few were rejected last year. It is also true that, that some countries have moved in the exact opposite direction and even courts have adopted very questionable arguments to defend uh, criminalizing provisions, uh, which of course goes completely against international human rights law standards. Um, but just to give you an idea of how these trends look like, since 2000, around 20 countries repealed criminalizing laws and only three enacted such laws for the first time. So we're hopeful that we will see more of this in, in 2021. And moving now to the recognition of same-sex relationships. So do you think more countries are likely to legalise same-sex civil unions and or marriage this year? And which are the most likely candidates? We're hopeful that we will see progress at least in two regions, in, in Latin America and hopefully as well in, in Asia. So for Latin America, the, a bill has been uh, pending in Congress um, in Chile since 2017, 
So we may see progress there. It's hard to predict as well the exact time that that will take because it's been, you know, already three years and hopefully, you know, we'll see results soon, but it's, it's hard to say, as I said. In Bolivia, um, last year, um, in December, there was a court decision that for the first time um, recognized the right of, of a free union, which is a stable civil union between people of the same gender. And this goes against the constitutional ban uh, on same-sex couples. So we're hopeful that this will lead to you know, more couples being recognized and eventually uh, hopefully see a change in the legislation. We've, we've heard statements from authorities as well, both in Barbados and Venezuela. Barbados um, now has protected uh, people from discrimination and, and employment uh, based on sexual orientation. And, you know, authorities have said that they were ready to launch a referendum uh, on the issue of civil unions. The results of that will be uncertain. And, you know, the, the, the mere fact of carrying out a referendum is in and by itself uh, questionable. Uh, so that is something that may be um, down the line, but we're not certain how soon we'll see progress there. And in Venezuela, the president, uh, you know, quoting Pope Francis' statements on the protection, uh, in favor of the protection of same-sex couples, um, said that he would ask the National Assembly to legislate in favor of same-sex marriage. Uh, in Asia, we see Thailand with the possibility of enacting civil union legislation and adoption. And Japan has also made progress at the sub-national level, but efforts are being made at the national level as well. Yes, I thought Barbados was an interesting case because, if I'm correct, they, they still have laws against consensual same-sex relations on their books. So to talk about you know, same-sex civil unions and to pass that discrimination law is, is, you know, it's quite interesting in that context, I thought. Um, but to move on to conversion therapy, um, so-called conversion therapy, um, bans and proposed bans have been gaining pace recently. So last year, Germany banned the practice for minors and subnational jurisdictions from Canada to Mexico enacted some bans as well. So where do you think the trend is likely to go this year? So last year, we'd also, uh, we also saw progress being made in Australia. So we're hopeful that uh, other states in Australia will make progress. Uh, we're also keeping track of what's going on in Canada at the federal level. Um, a bill was introduced last year. So hopefully uh, we'll see another country banning uh, conversion therapies uh, at the national level. Discussions are also going on in New Zealand, so we're, we're also looking to that region of the world. And uh, the government in the Netherlands uh, is actively engaged in, uh, you know, carrying out research on the current situation regarding so-called conversion therapies in the country. Uh, and we're hopeful to see more of that because it shows that countries are actually devoting resources to study what's going on, to actually, um, you know, adopt an approach by which they gather evidence and based on that evidence, move forward to ban these practices. Uh, other bills have also been introduced in, in France and in Belgium. Uh, and all these bills, you know, in, in many countries are, are still pending. Um, it is also true that the uh, COVID-19 pandemic has affected uh, you know, the schedules and, and the timetables for most legislatures around the world. So we're hoping that more of this 
progress will be made if you know we can go back to quote unquote normal schedules this year. But do you think there's any chance of a backlash from advocates um, for you know freedom of religion, for example, and freedom of speech? So we saw a federal court in the U.S late last year overturning two conversion therapy bans in South Florida on the grounds of free speech? Uh, unfortunately, these arguments are gaining traction and, and we see how freedom of speech uh, is used to justify hate speech and incitement to hatred in several countries. And this is done under the guise of opinions, uh, so to speak. And freedom of religion is also used as if religious beliefs could be used as licenses to discriminate. And this is usually the case with people or institutions claiming a right to object uh, to certain uh, obligations, legal obligations, such as providing goods and services uh, to LGBT people. Um, and we've also heard arguments of compelled speech uh, for the use of appropriate pronouns, for instance. So we see how these arguments, you know, are being forced to try to justify discrimination and violence against LGBT people. Uh, morality and, and decency laws uh, are enforced in, in several countries, in Asia, Africa, and some countries in Europe as well, and they are being actively enforced. Uh, so this is definitely one of the fronts that we will see a lot of legal and I would say social uh, battlefront as well. So do you think there are any parts of the world where we might see anti-LGBT plus legislation, whether it's explicit or not this year? We're seeing, you know, countries in which the situation is deteriorating. Um, this is the case of Indonesia, in which, for example, the law on pornography is being used as a weapon against LGBT people. Uh, we know of bills uh, um, being introduced in Egypt to explicitly criminalize consensual same-sex sexual acts. Egypt is a country in which there is no explicit law, but we know uh, that there are laws that are being used, uh, as it is the case uh, recently in Indonesia, against LGBT people. So this would enshrine in, in, in the law uh, what is actually going on in practice. Um, we also heard about um, uh, efforts being made in Equatorial Guinea uh, to introduce this legislation, this, you know, criminalizing provisions, but uh, we haven't heard uh, recently from that, so we're hoping that that will not be the case. In Liberia, um, conversations, informal conversations were held uh, you know, with the idea and the aim of aggravating penalties for consensual same-sex sexual acts. Um, so in several countries we see, you know, this issue is being used uh, for political gains and whenever leaders might be in the need of social support uh, for elections, um, you know, uh, these discussions and these proposals are, are made. So lots of things then to keep an eye on in the year ahead. And thanks for taking the time to talk through them, Lucas. Really appreciate it. Um, and you can read more about the year ahead for LGBT plus rights around the world now on Openly at openlynews.com. <laughs> Finally, Lithuania could make same-sex civil partnerships legal this year. That's according to the country's only openly LGBT plus MP, Tomas Reskovicius, 
who wants to make it a priority in Parliament this coming spring. Lithuania, which joined the European Union in 2004, legalised gay sex in 1993, at the same time as many other former Soviet Union countries. But same-sex adoption is still illegal, and there's a law preventing the discussion of homosexuality with children. Could the Baltic nation be on the brink of change, though? To discuss this, I'm joined now from Lithuania's capital, Vilnius, by Tomas. Thanks for joining us, Tomas. Firstly, could you tell me a bit about yourself and how you got into politics? So I have academic training in political science and human rights law. I have been working for a long time in civil society organizations, predominantly working on LGBT human rights issues. And from that NGO experience, I have realized that in order to stimulate the legal change, you have to enter the position of politics. So that's the key factor that encouraged me to try and eventually to succeed. In 2019, I was elected to the city council as the council member, and the natural next step was to try to get into the national politics. And I got elected to the Lithuanian parliament in October 2020 as the first openly LGBT person in the history of this country. You campaigned for election last year in full drag. How was that received? Uh, so that was an intentional decision, and uh, it requires a little bit of explanation why I did that. It was not only to shock the public or to get the media coverage or attention, but it was basically to embody the stereotype that the majority of the society still holds towards LGBT persons. They think that we are very flamboyant, we always dressed in high heels and drag. So I wanted actually to make and embody uh, to make this stereotype alive, to basically show the people that it's really a nonsense. And I know that it was quite a sophisticated uh, uh, thought uh, to follow, but I'm very happy that it worked and people got my message. And have you experienced much homophobia uh, during the election campaign or since you were sworn in in November? I predominantly ran my electoral campaign on social media, so I received a lot of hate comments and messages online. However, in the real life, nothing really has happened. But uh, a lot of journalists ask me this question and always emphasize that, you know, I'm in a privileged position as LGBT person. I live in the capital, I'm surrounded by open-minded friends and colleagues, and my situation is not necessarily of everyday LGBT person, let's say in the rural areas of Lithuania. So every, every LGBT person in this country has a different position and there is still a lot of uh, work to be done. And speaking of that work, you told my colleague Hugo Greenhalge last year that you expect same-sex civil unions to be legalised. Why are you so confident about this? My political group, which is the Liberty Party, uh, has made one of its uh, prom one one of its key uh, political campaign goals to introduce civil partnerships in Lithuania. And now we are a part of a governing coalition together with a conservative homeland union, but. Uh, possibility of introducing civil partnerships was one of our main requirements before entering the governing coalition. So we made a deal uh, and it's most likely going to happen in the spring session this year, mainly in March. And of course, there is going to be a quite heated political debate. Uh, we're also going to have some heated debates here in the parliament, but I'm really full of hope. And I hope when I think that uh, uh, an awaited change of actually uh, introducing uh, legally recognising same-sex unions here in Lithuania is about to become reality. Finally, do you think that Lithuania is becoming more supportive of LGBT plus rights in general, or do you feel like you're still representing a minority view in society and still trying to gain that majority support? 
In the last decade, we had quite a significant shift in the public attitudes towards LGBT people. And uh, the first Pride Parade that we hosted was in 2010. Uh, and it was like, you know, very difficult situation. And then the last one we had in 2019, and it was like a full-fledged uh, celebration on the main avenue in the capital. So I think the social attitudes have, uh, have shifted significantly. Now it's time to change the laws. And the fact that I actually got, actually got elected as an openly LGBT uh, person running for the national parliament also is an indicator of that uh, significant change. And I'm very proud to be part of it as well. Thomas, thank you so much for joining me. And you can read my colleague Hugo's interview with Thomas now on Openly at openlynews.com. You are listening to the podcast from Openly, the LGBT plus news site from the Thomson Reuters Foundation. That's all for this week. But do catch up with all of this week's stories and more at openlynews.com. And do join us for another look at the week's LGBT plus stories at the same time next week. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Openly and be sure to like our Facebook page too. From all of us here at Openly and the Thomson Reuters Foundation, Happy New Year, do stay safe and well and thank you for joining us. (music) 